brave comradeship of God. Luke 18, 31 says, And taking the twelve, he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem, and everything that is written about the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. The bravery of God in trusting us, you say, but he has been unwise to choose me because there is nothing in me. I am not of any value. That is why he chose you. As long as you think there is something in you, he cannot choose you because you have ends of your own to serve. But if you have let and bring you to the end of your self-sufficiency, then he can choose you to go with him to Jerusalem. And that will mean the fulfillment of purposes which he does not discuss with you. We are apt to say that because a man has natural ability, therefore he will make a good Christian. It is not a question of our equipment, but of our poverty. Not of what we bring with us, but of what God puts into us. Not a question of natural virtues, of strength, character, knowledge, and experience. All that is of no avail in this matter. The only thing that avails is that we are taken up into the big compelling of God and made his comrades. The comradeship of God is made up out of men who know their poverty. He can do nothing with the man who thinks he is of use to God. As Christians, we are not out for our own cause at all. We are out for the cause of God, which can never be our cause. We do not know what God is after, but we have to maintain our relationship with him whatever happens. We must never allow anything to injure our relationship with God. If it does get injured, we must take time and get it put right. The main thing about Christianity is not the work we do, but the relationship we maintain and the atmosphere produced by that relationship. That is all God asks us to look after. And it is one thing that is being continually assailed. I wanted to start by reading Luke 18 verses 9 through 14. He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves, that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up into the temple to pray, one a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like the other man extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. 
I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even lift up his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified, rather than the other, for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. Who was justified? It was not the guy who knew he knew God, but rather the man who in verse 34 describes. Every day we are fighting our flesh and the desires it throws at us. The desire to be inactive or the desire to indulge in something. And really the, the desire to worship ourselves, to think that we're enough, the, we're, the way that we're doing it is enough and pleasing to God and what everyone else ought to do. God is perfect and compared to us, there is no comparison, which is why anyone who compares himself to God and thinks highly of himself will be humbled. Being humbled is similar to being destroyed of our own power or independence. Oswald says today, as long as you think there is something in you, he cannot choose you because you have ends of your own to serve. But if you have let him bring you to the end of your self-sufficiency, he can choose you to go with him to Jerusalem. And that will mean the fulfillment of purposes which he does not discuss with you. Trust in God, not because the plan is laid out, but because I am so broken. I'm zeroed out myself. I have no reserve of my own strength. The comradeship of God is made up out of men who know their poverty. He can do nothing with the man who thinks that he is of use to God. And to be humbled personally, I do understand why people can get mad at God. I do understand, but at the same time, I don't understand because it's something I look forward to, being having something pointed out, wrestling with it maybe, but ultimately turning that pride I had, that speck in my eye, into and replacing it with something that God gives me instead of that. And what comes to the forefront of my mind today in ways in which I, I was the Pharisee standing by myself saying, I do this, I do that. And then whoever's next to me saying, yeah, I'm better than this person. Because late last year, I had an opportunity to speak at a church and I was telling myself, this is my opportunity because I'm doing enough for God. This is something that I can do. I, and I messed up. It wasn't super bad, but I, I realized I was doing it for myself and I was doing it because 
because I thought I had something to offer. And it's, it was a prime example, just like Oswald says, as long as there is something in me, I can't be chosen. Because there isn't anything good about me. It's only the things that, it's only the ways in which I can allow God to work through me. Those, that's, those are my good qualities, things that aren't even mine. And that was three, four months ago. And now, three or four months after that, in a major way, I'm reliant on the rock. I'm not built on this moving sand and a key area in my life. And this is all about glorifying God. It has nothing to do about me. So today, I want to encourage you to use the roadblocks, possibly, that God has put in front of you in order for you to realize that you can't you can't you can't proceed in this area in your life until you allow God to proceed for you until you deny yourself whatever it is God bless you